The content provided in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. We are not making recommendations, nor are we providing financial analysis of any kind. We are self-proclaimed morons and should not be trusted with your investments. Always conduct your own research and consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Stock Gamblers, now with YouTube. From Hershey, Pennsylvania, I am George Howell. And from Wallingford, Pennsylvania, also with YouTube, I am Chris Carbonara. Speaking of self-proclaimed morons, this idiot here could continue to screw up the beginning of the show with technical failure over and over again. It's the consistency that I respect. (laughs) Been screwing up for years. Yes. So a big announcement that we just came up with right now. Um, We had offered last week to put the show on for patron members on YouTube. Um, I think we are now deciding to do that for everyone. So you get to see us. Yeah. If you want to watch this, watch these two morons on, uh, on YouTube, we are now available (laughs) at, uh, I, don't even know. Go on uh, stockgamblers.net to find us on YouTube. There you go. So what's going on in your world? Well, let's see. Um, interesting. I had a, a work thing today. A student hit me in the face with a ball, broke my glasses, cut me above the eye. Um, that's just another day at work. Um, you would not believe how much I had to pay that seven-year-old to do that. He has a good aim. You picked a good one. You picked, you picked of all the kids in that age group, you picked the right one to go with. Yeah. Kids are getting expensive these days. It was like $140. And then when I tried to like, when I tried to haggle with him, he cut me. Yeah. Yeah. They'll cut a bitch. (laughs) Sorry. So you had a, uh, you had a birthday for um, your significant other. You guys went out the other night. How was that? Yeah, it was uh, it was okay. Uh, Did you let her order we, from the uh, value meal. Or, uh, <laughs> get it like- we we went to a fancy fufu restaurant, and um, I was a little disappointed. My food was uh, a little a little underdone, uh, mm-hmm. and our our service wasn't that great. But them's the breaks, you know. It's like uh, is that part of the service though? Is then not giving a good service, you know, because you you go to an expensive restaurant where they a little, you know. Well, I took care of her. It was me that they uh, that they undercooked the meal on. So, oh, okay. so they, she's they just, fine. Yeah, they just probably hated me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did last week experience food poisoning, like no bullshit for real food poisoning, probably for the first time in my life, where you know where each end was an emergency. <laughs> And, um, that was horrific. It was absolutely, it was one of the worst experiences I've had. Wow. Do we know, do you know yet now what it was? I know exactly what it was. Um, I don't know if I can 
I don't know if I can straight out call this company out because I don't have definitive proof. Okay. But the person I w- ate lunch with got the same symptoms. Mm. Uh, and we were both otherwise food. healthy before. So it was a uh, it was a very expensive fast food, but not fast food burger chain all okay. up and down the East Coast, expanding to the West Coast. Oh, gee, I wonder which one. Yeah, there are a bunch of guys, you know, five or six of them. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, 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 I don't know if I've ever actually had food poisoning before, but from what I understand, it was wet and wild for you, huh? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I had to, I, I've had, you know, people I know that have gotten food poisoning here and there. And it was always like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, you, you can't come into work. No, could not come into work. It mm-hmm. was, yeah, it, it was an experience. It was definitely, I did a lot of praying that day. <laughs> Foxholes and food poisoning, right? <laughs> 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 like, or like when you're, when you're drinking too much and you think you're going to get sick, it's like, God, I swear I will never, ever, ever do this again. <laughs> well, by praying, I meant to the porcelain God, but. Uh... <laughs> a literal, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're buying Buicks for Ralph. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh. But yeah, I've I've been there before plenty of times by over enjoying alcohol. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- this was totally different. So yeah, wow. Sorry, I couldn't good, make that funny for you. It's a good way to lose weight though. After the holiday, <laughs> fantastic. Yes, I'm. I got rid of the Thanksgiving pounds, and I'm shedding away into into Christmas. Mm-hmm, there you go. You're you're proactively losing weight before Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of the holidays, yes. Next week, you and I are going to do our last show of this season. Yes. And then we will start season two on January 9th. Yes. Season finale next week. Have we made a decision on what we're doing with the stock game? Mm, I I don't know. Are we we restarting that on January 9th or are we continuing through with what we have? Well, let's uh, let's see what our many fans think. Have Have them write us and let us know what they think we should do. If, I, I, um, think we, I think we should start it and stop it again. Give you a chance to win for a change. <laughs> I, there is no question I'm losing. Um, we can touch more on that later. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we'll give people a chance to join the Patreon and um, and join in with us on uh, on January 9th. That sounds good. So what we'll do for that, if you become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash stockgamblers, you can join in with us on the virtual stock market exchange and you can test up against us for who can pick better stocks. And we will give you 100,000 fake dollars for you to invest fake money in real stocks. Mm-hmm. Now with this fake money, can they buy, buy like fake plants, like fake breasts, you know, stuff <laughs> like that? Like, uh, I don't know who accepts it or how you trade it, but I'm sure someone will. <laughs> You know, I figured fake money would work. On that note. Recapping the same bullshit story over and over again. There (laughs) There are... are Oh, I'm (laughs) sorry. You take it away. Well, believe it or not, George, I know this is a shocker to you, but there are still concerns about the global economy despite optimistic forecasts. It highlights that while forecasts for 2024 are generally positive, there are risks and challenges, go figure, including geopolitical tensions, economic dynamics, and political issues that could impact the global economy. The author of the article, Mohammed El Arian, emphasizes the need for caution when considering these forecasts, 
again, a duh, and suggests that the global economy may still face uncertainties and potential setbacks. So if I understand this correct, and please tell me if I do or not, because I am a moron. I'll jump right in if you don't get it. People are optimistic about the economy, but then they're not. Yeah, because you know why? Because it could go up or it could go down. Wait, wait, stock can go both ways? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Much like my ex, stock can go both ways. It <laughs> Good to can know. Go up and go down <laughs> and not go down. And get all around. <laughs> NVIDIA stock, which dipped after strong earnings, is expected to rebound, according to analysts at Milius Research. The analyst has a buy rating and a $750 target price on NVIDIA, implying that a potential gain of over 50%. This outlook is based on the belief that NVIDIA's valuation is similar to Apple's in 2009, and as the market recognizes the value of its service, Revenue along with hardware sales, the stock could see sustainable growth and higher multiple. NVIDIA's lower earnings per share multiple compared to peers like Apple and Microsoft suggest that the market may be discounting expected sales peaks and focusing on growth potential of its artificial intelligence chips. I do not see how this stock has anywhere more to go. This to me sounds like... um, the way everyone kept trying to pump up uh, Spotify and Shopify, because I mean, like, how how can this thing go any further? It, it dipped, and now it, now they're saying it's going to come back and go even higher. Come higher, or just recover from the dip? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because if he's just recovering from the dip, you're just playing the short game. You know, just trying to jump in when the time is right and jump back out. But. Uh- I mean, I mean if they're comparing it to Apple 2009. Apple had significant growth once the iPhone started up. So, I mean, if this is correct, uh, people are going to get rich if they buy now compared to the people who are going to get stupid rich to the ones who bought before. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I don't, I personally don't see this, uh, but it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So next on, a series of class action lawsuits filed in federal court in Miami have been targeting celebrity endorsers of crypto exchanges, accusing them of promoting unregistered securities. The latest lawsuits named soccer superstars Cristiano Ronaldo for his role in promoting Binance's NFTs. These lawsuits, filed by a group of South Florida lawyers, seek at least $5 billion in damages from celebrities who endorsed crypto exchanges and are accused of being involved in a dramatic crypto collapse of around $20 billion. I mean, I think they should be held accountable to a point. I mean, if you're touting the uh, the wonders of crypto, but you're not personally losing when they lose, then I think you should be held accountable. But I mean, other people who have gotten sued are... Giselle Bündchen, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal, Mark Cuban, Larry mm-hmm. David, Steph Curry. I mean, there, there's a bunch of all the people that have that promoted this. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how a paid actor gets sued for this. I mean, unless, if you're, unless it was a paid endorsement, right? Well, no, yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you're if you're investing your money because a celebrity says, "Here's where I'm investing in," you're you're dumber than 
than us. us all- blame morons are you know like (laughs) like why would you do that they're not financial experts like half of these guys play sports and what what i what i really don't understand how is larry david getting sued for this because that was the brilliant thing about the way that he advertised it his whole thing was no it's never going to take off (laughs) that's a good point i mean unless david's the only smart one he's like i'm a crotchety old man and i don't like anything Unless Jack Giles was the one who's suing him. I don't know. I mean, it could be. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. This is egregious. <laughs> All right. Apple is reportedly ending its credit card partnership with Goldman Sachs, making a swift reversal from a program that was extended through 2029 just a year ago. The partnership included the Apple Card, which launched in 2019 and a savings account introduced this year. The move is seen as a setback for Apple's services business, which has been relied upon as iPhone sales slow, and a step back for Goldman Sachs and its failed bid to diversify beyond corporate and wealthy clients. We have covered this before. Um, the, the Where this changed is it's now being reported that Apple is actively looking to terminate the deal. Hmm. So... Uh, why well i know goldman goldman hasn't been happy because their their attempt to get into consumer um related products has just been failing and they have lost billions of dollars on that enterprise um they're apple and i'm i'm only guessing here i'm guessing that apple is trying to do it because they're either looking to start a service of their own in the near future which I don't think they're probably ready for yet. But um, I'm suspecting that they're looking at doing it now because of how enthusiastically Goldman has been about not providing the service anymore. And I think everyone knows it. And I think the customer service is suffering because the the big complaint that they have had was that all of the bills for all of the customers come out on the first of the month. So... Customer support just gets swarmed at the beginning of every single month. And um, I, I've definitely been seeing a slow in my customer service for my my card-related things. Yeah. So I think Apple is just looking to get better customer service out of it now. Cool. Awesome. General Motors has announced a $10 billion stock buyback plan, a 33% increase in its dividend, and a reinstatement of earnings guidance after accounting for costs related to its new labor contract. The move comes as GM faces criticism for its slow progress in the electric vehicle market. While GM is returning money to shareholders, it is also trying to demonstrate that it can generate substantial cash while investing in technology, aiming to boost its stock price, which has lagged behind rivals. This next one, um, we, we do have to say that uh, Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's partner and the, the guy who was behind um, Berkshire Hathaway, um, he died recently uh, just after we had put out our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, MarketWatch has nine of his, uh, his investing lessons or words of wisdom. I don't think I'm going to go through all nine of them, but I thought some of these were uh, really good advice, and and some of them touch on some of the stuff that we talk about. First is lifelong learning is paramount to long-term success. He did say, if I can be optimistic 
when I'm nearly dead, surely the rest of you can handle a little inflation. <laughs> this one here I really like because you brought this up uh, last week, the week before. Every time you hear a beta, just substitute it with bullshit. I bet it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I don't think we have to go through a bunch of them. Oh, but uh, Number seven. Number seven. The best thing a human being can do is to help another human being know more, which is what we're trying to do, kind of. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, good advice. Good advice from a dead person. All right. Health good insurance giants. The <laughs> health insurance giants Cigna and Humana are reportedly in talks for a merger deal that could create a health insurance powerhouse. While the terms of the potential deal are not disclosed, the merger could value the combined company at around 140 million, 140 billion. The move would provide Cigna with a strong position in the Medicare segment, while Humana could benefit from Cigna's expertise in pharmacy benefits and commercial insurance. Sounds like this would be a, a huge conglomerate. I was going to say, just because I've, I've said it twice already, I might as well say it a third time. This is a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how, how, like, Th this has to be shut down for for monopoly purposes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just like this is consolidating the insurance market down to yeah. a handful of companies, less than a handful of companies. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. Italian stocks are currently trading at a significant discount compared to global counterparts with an average price earnings ratio of 12 for Italy's benchmark iShares. FTSE, MIB, UCITS, ETF compared to 20 for the S&P 500 index and 19 for the iShares MSCI World EFT. Despite Italy's economic challenges, some Italian companies are undervalued and worth considering for investment, according to Barron's. Examples include Unicredit, Eni, Stellanus, and Ferrari, each with relatively low PE ratios and unique strengths in their respective industries. I disagree. Ferrari's like $140 a share. That is a big nope. I was going to say, I, I can't imagine Ferrari being a value. Yeah, Stellanus might be a good deal, but Ferrari, uh-uh. Huh. Who knew? <laughs> so... As you know, the the uh, our friends at uh, the Motley Cruels, they're really big on Shopify. And recently, um, I think it was just the other day, actually. What's today? Thursday? Yesterday. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, Shopify stock experienced mixed analyst reactions following their investor day. Wedbush downgraded the stock from outperformed to neutral, which raised the price target of $68, citing the event's reevaluation. Oppenheimer analyst Ken Wong maintained an outperform rating with an $80 price target expressing confidence in Shopify's commitment to discipline growth and margin expansion. Needham analyst Aina Andreeva reiterated a hold rating, recognizing Shopify's unique position in tech and retail, but remaining cautious due to macro and valuation concerns. Piper Sandler analyst Clark Jeffries continues to hold an underweighted rating with a price target of $56, unchanged from a previous downgrade. Raymond James analyst Peter uh, Brian Peterson reiterated a market perform rating, acknowledging Shopify's innovation, but citing valuation as a concern. Shopify stock traded lower at 72.54, down 2.8% following the announcements. Uh, again, this article pretty much is just, some people are saying it's going up. Some people are saying it's going down. It just seems to be more of the same. 
but I'm a believer in Shopify. I'm hanging, I'm going to hang on to my shares and as long as I can. You, play the you love game. it. I, uh, I got in at the top. Thanks to MontleyCruel.com. <laughs> I got in at the bottom. The first yeah, the I, second time, the second time they recommended it. I yeah. Got it. I lost at least one fifth of the value. Well, if you consider that I had 21 grand sitting there, then it went down to six. Oh, I kept saying it's not going to go down anymore. Molly, Molly Crew will never do me wrong. Right, exactly. They would never <laughs> steer me wrong. But I mean, it's still it's up. I mean, it's still up six thousand from my original investment. Nice. I was up twenty one thousand. So. <laughs> oh man, only only a real moron would fall for that. Yep. Speaking of morons. Do we have special music for Moron of the Week, or should we just come up with our we own? We do not. We do not. I wanted to call out my my friends and my, not my real friends, but people, my fellow citizens of my favorite city in a whole wide world, Philadelphia. So apparently, I, I won't give any names here, but there's a very popular uh, restaurant restaurateur in Philly who's from Israel, an Israeli gentleman who's actually, what I think at one point was cited as the best restaurant in the country, but I'm not sure if it's the same guy. But anyway. There were protests outside of his restaurant where they were they were chanting anti-Semitic slurs at him and, and you know, free Palestine and all this kind of stuff. And this gentleman is just basically a restaurant owner from Israel. Right. Who people who knew him always say that he is very um, adamant about the peace situation there and wants there to be peace and is a big fan of the Israeli Palestine kind of getting along. So it's just some guy that has a restaurant from Israel. He's trying to do his thing. And these idiots from, from my favorite city have decided to make his life a living hell. I think. So, so this guy comes over here, makes his home in Philadelphia and cooks his food. Mm -hmm. And because he's cooking his food, they act like a bunch of these because he's Jewish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. The only thing, because he's Israeli, you know what I mean? But it's like, first of all, it's Israeli food's pretty amazing. Secondly, <laughs> the guy is known as a peace-loving guy. So I'm going to have to give out all my fellow my fellow Philly buddies the Gavon salute. You know, just give them a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Well, you, you don't think a restauranteur, uh, you don't think that he represents the entire nation of Israel? Huh. That's a good point. <laughs> So Man, I, that, they're my morons of the week. That's sad. Well, deservedly so. They are they are morons of the week. I hear music. For regulation changes, we did not see any, but that brings us to the stock game. Carbo is winning. Without cheating. Without cheating. So let's uh, let's recap. Uh, what did you buy last um, last week? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> All last right, week well, so long ago. It is super long ago. That's like old, Seven. old. No, it was like fifteen days ago last week. Uh, I bought Johnson and Johnson and did okay with that. Um, I agree. That, that was. One. Yeah. Um, Pfizer, I bought. I remember that. I did not buy Pfizer. How did that treat you? Um, let's find out, shall we? Live while we're doing our show. <laughs> I bought Coca-Cola, and I'm about the same. Mm -hmm. And um, my picks that I added were Costco, which I am up a good grand. And I was I was down a grand on Costco. And uh, Walmart, which I am down a grand. So uh, Costco begets Walmart. <laughs> 
<laughs> that doesn't even make sense. That's me being a moron. <laughs> That's all right. It's it's not about it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be funny. <laughs> Good point. First rule of comedy. Just yes. be funny. Comedy trumps all. All right. What are you looking like? Uh I'm up two I'm up two percent. Uh, I'm looking to see how. Ah, technology. <laughs> Where's Pfizer? Pfizer's down. <laughs> All right. It's only down uh, half a percent, but it's down. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll be prepared to uh, declare you the winner next uh, next week. Okay. What do we got for this week? What are we uh, randomly picking? Welcome to Roll Them Dice, the game show where we randomly pick five companies that are publicly traded, and we decide in a moment whether or not we are going to add them to our virtual market portfolio. Carbo, we just went over our last week. For this week, we're looking at Cummings, Inc. What do you think about them? I have no idea what they are, so I'm going to say no. Okay, Cummings does motors. Uh, I see it a lot in construction equipment. I'm going yes. Okay. All right. How about Lululemon Athletica? I am going yes. Uh, two reasons. One, because my son works there. And two, because um, he loves the products. He says they're very high quality and they're very pricey and it's for rich people. So, <laughs> um, I thought long before Chris Rock ranted about it in public, uh, it was a bunch of overpriced stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they made a lot of missteps about publicly admitting that they only make clothing for skinny people and overweight people should not wear their product. Oh, that was um, them. Ooh. That was them. Uh, but they are from my wife's hometown. And I know rich people love it. So um, I hate the company, but I am saying, yes, I am adding it to my portfolio. Begrudgedly adding it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not begrudgingly. I'll, I, I'm just going to continue to publicly talk trash on them. I'll still take their money, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Molson Coolers Beverage Company. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I, I do. I used to like Molson. I used to like Coors, but then, you know, Adolf Coors didn't really like him too much. So I'm going to say nay. My grandparents owned a bar in Atlantic City. And I can't tell you a single memory of mine that does not include the two of them behind the bar that did not include a Coors Light in their hand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do not like this company. Or, well, I don't care about the company at all. I don't like the product. And I am saying no. Course Light is one of the worst beers ever. Um, I, I what what's that taste? I don't know what the taste is other than Sour. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say other than like wino. It, the, like have you ever been around someone like all I remember about being at my grandparents' bar when they were drinking coolers, aside from hanging out with customers and dancing on to the jukebox to Montel Williams, this is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> um God, all i remember is like them taking a sip of it and then you get like the beer on their breath when they're talking uh -huh. and it was just always awful and 
drinking it tastes the same way and i know just know for me now i also i also associate believe it or not i associate coors light with alcoholism all right because everybody i knew who was like a secret alcoholic and was trying not to show it they always drank coors light you know and they drank large quantities of coors light and it just See, seemed really... like that was like yeah. go ahead yeah yeah that, that's really funny but i had the same thing but with budweiser Okay. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. Cooler's Light makes more sense. Cooler's Light might be more the functional alcoholic. Yeah. Budweiser might just be the woo guy, mm -hmm. but Cooler's Light must be might be like the people who still show up to work. Well, it's a lot of people I know who are um, alcohol abusers per se, but not alcoholics. And that's like their beer of choice. I guess they get the volume and they just keep going and keep going, you know, but it tastes like nothing to me. I don't even taste like beer to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. A com like I it's I keep coming back to this just because I'm so fascinated by it. Like Yingling Lager, that's something that that is getting more popular mm -hmm. throughout the United States. But for you and me, that was that was craft beer. That was yeah. like the oldest beer in the nation. But in mm -hmm. our area, you could go to a bar and the only beer that you would find that was not Miller Light, Coolers Light, or Bud Light, maybe every now and then you might get a Molson. But the only other one was Yingling Lager. So if you didn't want a light beer, you got Yingling and you ordered it by saying, I want a lager. Um, but Yingling tastes like pennies. Like there's definitely some copper thing that it tastes like pennies. There is I, a like a skunky, but not like a rolling rock skunky, but right. like a different kind of skunky and 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 yingling. Yeah. And I say that in a good way. <laughs> right. But I can't pinpoint what that is in coolers. It's just nasty. Yeah. All right. Akami <laughs> Technologies, Inc. What do they do? I have no idea. Sounds Japanese. I say yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was coming by the same thing. It sounds like Japanese electronics, but that yeah. I am not an expert. Uh, look them up. What do they do? I say yes. I say yes. Well, I meant look it up. But, oh, they're a cloud computing company, apparently. Okay, you're faster than I am. Yeah, I, th I think they're, uh, yeah, they look to be a cloud computing company. And uh, yep. man, that's a hot market. So I now that I know what they are, I'm glad I said yes. Okay. Expedia Group. No. <laughs> uh, I was also going to say no. I do not think that uh, travel companies have money in them yes, yet. So it looks like it is all going to come down to Cummings for us as to which one mm -hmm. uh, will make more money unless we just invest in different uh, diversification. Okay. All right. Deal. Are you are you thirsty? I'm a little thirsty. I'm parched. This um this hazy IPA pretty good but i'm on another one after that if our listeners could help pitch in i might not be thirsty after after this fine ipa so um i do want to take the opportunity to talk to you about patreon at patreon.com slash stock gamblers you can find that in the show notes or on stockgamblers.net. you can help contribute to this show and uh for doing that we will include you on all of the bonus content that we create as well as give you access to test us in the virtual stock market exchange. So to find out more information, patreon.com slash stock gamblers. 
And now we will move on to our expert picks. Any day. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is embarrassing. All right. I'm just going to go EQT Corporation. This is our. Oh, you got music. I like this one. <laughs> Me too. All right, go ahead. Our buddies at Motley Crew have decided their weekly pick is going to be EQT Corporation, the largest natural gas provider other than George in the United States. It operates extensive assets in the Appalachian region, enabling low-cost production of massive natural gas reserves. Under the leadership of Kobe Rice, who took over as CEO after winning a proxy flight in 2019, EQT has undergone significant operational improvements. These include replacing outdated technology, streamlining operations, and successfully integrating acquisitions, resulting in greater efficiency and record-breaking drilling achievements. The company's focus on low-cost strategies and a robust acquisition strategy, including deals with Sevron and Alta Resources, has contributed to substantial free cash flow. Despite volatility in energy markets, EQT's strong cash flow Growing dividend and long-term supply agreements position it favorably. The company also sees potential in LNG production, aiming to contribute to a greener future. However, challenges such as natural gas market fluctuations, environmental sustainability concerns, and hedging strategies could impact its performance. EQT offers an attractive investment opportunity for those seeking exposure to the natural gas industry and long-term growth potential, particularly income-focused investors. So, ooh, you, EQT is the pick this week for Motley Fool. I love how the uh, the greener and environmental sustainability uh, way of doing it is by doing liquid liquefied natural gas because after you frack it, you liquefy it, and that makes it better. Mm -hmm. All right. PepsiCo's stock has faced a 7% decline in 2023 due to market sediment rather than fundamentals, but it may be poised for a comeback. Bond yields have fallen, and the concerns about economic growth are resurfacing, making consumer staples stock like PepsiCo more about economic growth or more, sorry, making PepsiCo more attractive. The company's strategic investments in healthier offerings and cost-saving measures are expected to drive growth and profitability, potentially leading to a 12% more or more increase in its stock value. Another pick of Barron's is NVIDIA. Uh, we talked briefly about NVIDIA, but uh, super microcomputer invertive holdings are three companies positioned to benefit from the growth demand for artificial intelligence AI infrastructure. NVIDIA is a clear leader in the AI market with GPUs being preferred choice for AI workloads. Supermicro Computer specializes in high-end AI servers, offering custom designs and rapid incorporations of new AI chips. Vertiv Holdings focuses on power and cooling infrastructure for data centers, a critical component as AI servers generate more heat. Despite recent stock prices, and increases, these companies may continue to see growth due to the expanding AI market. So three of them there for chip manufacturing from Barron's. 
And lastly, for Barron's RPM International, a coatings and building materials company, has a remarkable record of 50 consecutive years of increasing dividends and a strong history of growth driven by acquisitions and rising profits. The company's products are used in global infrastructure projects, and it stands to benefit from new infrastructure projects. With an operational improvement plan in place and a focus on innovation, RPM International aims to accelerate growth and achieve ambitious revenue and margin targets by 2025, making it an attractive stock for investors. Carbo, it looked like your eyes were lighting up on those dividends. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know me by now. I did see that. Um, I'm going to look into that one. Yeah, I might as well. Um, let me see if I can find what that is trading for. Um, do you want to? Want me to do my picks while you yeah. uh, while you look for that? Yep. Throw some skyline on there. I will. We're going to go back to my pick first. I'm going to go with a repeat pick from a few months ago, Truist Financial. The reason, well, I'll tell you in a second. I was starting to sour on it. I was doing a regular investment every week all the way up through October from when I first picked it. And it was starting to go down and go down and go down. And I decided to stop the investment. And November started going up and up and up and up. So recently, I just got a nice little fat dividend from Truist Financial. Uh, considering only I only have, I don't even want to say how many shares. I don't have a lot of shares, but the dividend was pretty good for that. Considering it was less than right now, it's trading at like 34 a share, a little bit under like 30, 33 and something. Uh, pays a dividend over six percent, and wow. even though it's fairly inexpensive uh, stock, it's a nice way to add like a like I said, a fairly inexpensive stock that has a nice dividend into your portfolio. So that's my pick. It is again Truist Financial. Nice. Uh, RPM International is currently 10682. Hmm. So that's uh, that's a good chunk of change for a dividend. Yeah. My picks for these week include Alaska Air, which has reached a deal to acquire Hawaiian Airlines for approximately one billion in cash, uniting two rival carriers with the focus on the Pacific region. The proposed merger will maintain separate brand identities for the airlines, but aims to provide broader reach, especially connecting Hawaii to more destinations in the continental U.S. and giving Alaska Air a new hub in Honolulu for flights to Asia. However, the deal will need to gain approval from antitrust authorities who have previously challenged airline mergers. I think um, I think they'll. These are two small companies. Uh, I've only. Been, flown uh, alaska air once but i got off of that one like 10 years ago and the planes are older but it was like wow this service uh this is pretty great i, I mm -hmm. think they're a great company i'm looking at investing in these guys I, I think this makes a big deal uh mcdonald's is undergoing its most extensive menu upgrades in decades making over 50 changes to its burgers to enhance quality these improvements include cooking all beef patties in smaller batches for a better sear, using fresher ingredients like lettuce, cheese, and pickles, and including a buttery brioche bun with randomly scattered sesame seeds. 
This initiative is a response to increased competition in the burger market, especially from fast food casual chains, as McDonald's seeks to improve the taste and quality of its burgers to maintain its position in the industry. Looking into this article, I saw that this is no joke. Um, all of the burger companies are trying to bring serious challenge to McDonald's, like Burger King and Red Robin are both trying to take everything uh-huh. everyone on. I, I think um I think five guys really upset the industry. Um well, I mean, let's say the bunch of them all kind of came out at once. I mean, five guys, Shake Shack, Smash Burger, Freddy's, Steak Burgers, all seem to what a burger. What a burger, right, right, right. I mean, it's like a saturated market. It is the most popular food in America, of course, but do you know do you know how much the burger that may or may not have given me food poisoning at the uh restaurant that has a bunch of guys working at it that may be five or six uh i got a burger the smallest fry available and a drink do you want to have any guess as to how much i paid for it 25 dollars. it was like 23 bucks I've, i know that place i know what their prices are like <laughs> i had not been to one of a restaurant like that in uh mm-hmm. um since before covid mm-hmm. when it was like 16 or 17 dollars for more than that mm-hmm. so I, I was like i was shocked when i when i got the receipt and i'm like yeah. wow 23 bucks for a burger wow it's kind of funny you said that but this is i know i'm going off on a topic here but the opposite happened to me when we went out. We went out for drinks the other night at this place in, in Swarthmore, which is near Swarthmore College. This is a really hoity toity for people place. who don't know the Philly area, like Swarthmore and Radnor are like media also. Yeah. That's where the rich people are. Mm-hmm. So um <laughs> you threw me off. Sorry. I was, I was talking about a bunch of drinks at a hoity toity. Right. So when we went last time we went there was pre-pandemic and drinks were around $13, $14 a drink, right? And I'm like, God damn, that's a lot of money for a drink, right? Well, I went back there the other day and the drinks are still around that price, but everybody else caught up to them. So now it right. seems like normal, but I was like kind of happy, like pleasantly surprised that this place didn't jack up their prices just to be like, hey, we can make more money off these people now. But their prices kind of stayed relatively the same. So I just think it's funny that, you know, lower end places are jacking up the prices and some of the places that are like kind of higher end are just kind of coasting i guess dude it's crazy i at, at in the the end of the summer of 2017 i moved from dc back to hershey and i was so glad to come back because in dc you couldn't get a drink for like under 15 dollars anywhere mm-hmm. everywhere you go every like there there weren't any dive bars in, mm-hmm. in the areas i lived and everywhere you went, every restaurant, there weren't like any ma- real bars around either. Everything was like you had to get a beer at a restaurant or something like that in the areas yeah. I lived around. So all the drinks were like $15, $16 for, mm-hmm. for whatever you drank. And I couldn't wait to move back to Hershey just so I could get back to my dive bars mm-hmm. where I could get a beer for like $3 and a mixed drink for like $5. And I got back here and everywhere in town had gone up to like $13, even the dive bars. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. shocked. It, like everyone just figured out just like, just like artists because of Taylor Swift are now like, well, we can charge fans a billion dollars for a ticket. They're still everyone figured out, well, it, it's an addictive substance. We can charge whatever we want. Exactly. Right. Right. 
It's silly. Speaking of, of Harrisburg, or speaking of Hershey area, Harrisburg, which is not that far from Hershey, was voted one of the best places to live in a whole country. No, one of the best places to retire to in the United States. Really? Just based on cost of living, based on what's around the area, based on a few other things that I can't remember right now. But <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much uh, Harrisburg is is like one of the places to live. That's really funny yeah. because I... Oh, um, I, I always saw like, you know, Indiana or, you know, all these other places somewhere, somewhere in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always wondered why it wasn't around here because living here is so affordable and we have mm-hmm. everything. It, like I, I was glad to come back because I know, I know I can always make enough money for rent here. There's something mm-hmm. I could do, but. But DC, I, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, very true. expensive. Definitely. See, it, it's would one of the. That, would you put that up on par with like New York and Boston? I, uh, Boston isn't as bad as New York. Um, it is up there with New York and San Francisco for sure. Okay. Um, a little bit better, but probably not by much. Okay. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Stock Gamblers. Thank you for listening again. We do want to remind you, we will be back next week and uh, and we will do one final episode of this season before we shut everything down for the holidays. But we will be back on January the 9th. Yep. So on behalf of everyone at Stock Gamblers, we want to thank you for joining us. Stock Gamblers is hosted, written, and produced by Chris Carbonara and George Howell. Special thanks goes to all of our Patreon supporters like Don Riome. You make this show possible. Thank you so much for your support. To write us, you can email us at stockgamblersshow at gmail.com. You can find out more information about our show at stockgamblers.net, including where you can subscribe to our podcast and where you can provide a one-time donation. If you find value in our show, please consider joining our Patreon for just $5 a month. Just $5 a month. It's a cup of coffee for each of us. You can help support us and gain access to our bonus content, as well as test your stock skills. George will even come to your house and change the oil in your car. It's amazing. Join Patreon. Play against us. It's just $5 a month. It's not even good coffee if we're each getting one. Exactly. Join us, and you can even take part in our virtual stock market exchange where you get a hundred thousand fake dollars to invest all right thank you for listening and keep gambling gambling i probably shouldn't have stopped recording on that before the music faded out this has been a Winning Moon production. Thanks for ruining it. I am an idiot. <laughs>